Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. So there's this 90s movie uh, that you should all watch right after this service. It's called Metropolitan. It's a film by Whit Stillman. If you're out there, Whit, I know you live in New York. Please come and see me after. Love your movies. But in this film, there is this young Upper West Side socialist whose name, whose name is Tom Townsend. And he finds himself hanging out with these Upper East Side socialites. And this is against all that he stands for. He knows he won't like these people. But in fact, he does. And while he's hanging out with them, he falls for this young woman. Her name is Audrey. And contrary to all that she's been raised to expect, that is to marry someone with money, she falls for Tom as well. And as the film progresses, you're just assuming, of course, by the end of this movie, they're going to fall in love. This is going to be an easy rom-com. But it's not so simple. Tom being the socialist, these friends being the Upper East Side socialites, they don't speak a common tongue. There's a lot of misunderstanding, confusion. There is no lingua franca. And so as the film goes on, we find that Audrey takes the easy route. She falls for the villain of the story, one of those Upper East Side socialists or uh, socialites. And Tom, he kind of submits himself to this. He realizes we just can't understand each other. This can't be. Until as the film progresses, Tom has a Pentecost-like experience. That mutual confusion is done away with. And so he hails a cab from his home on the Upper West Side to where? The Hamptons, of course spending hundreds of dollars that he does not have to go to Audrey and see if that dividing wall of hostility can crumble. But as the film comes to an end, we never find out if that confusion of tongues is done away with, if there will be mutual understanding if they can speak the same language. So I thought I'd come up with the bougiest illustration possible for our sermon here today, but I think it makes a lot of sense in light of the text that we've just read. Today, as I mentioned earlier, it's the Feast of the Holy Spirit. We read that text from Acts 2 every single Pentecost. And why? It's 50 days after the resurrection of Christ, 10 days after his ascension, and he's told his disciples that a comforter, an advocate, his spirit is going to come and empower them to proclaim his act to the whole world. And on the Jewish holiday of Pentecost, the celebration of the giving of the law, the Holy Spirit finally does come upon them. The text says as he comes as if in the form of tongues of fire. And what do they do? 
these backwoods Galileans speak in tongues that they do not know. And all of these people from all over the known world who are gathered in Jerusalem for this holiday see the disciples of Jesus speaking in their languages. And so they listen up. And they hear the mighty acts of God. And not just the mighty acts of God in the past, but the mighty act of Jesus Christ on the cross. Now this text makes a whole lot more sense to Jews than it does to us Gentiles. And if we were the people gathered in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, These are all good Jews from all over the known world. This would immediately cause connections to take place. And you and I, the reason we've been going through the Bible this year, we are finishing the Old Testament today. Molly Jane's going to give us a talk on the Book of the Twelve or the Minor Prophets. But the reason we've gone through the Old Testament is because most of us don't really know it that much at all. And it's not just you, newcomer, who's here in church for the first time. It's many of us who've been in church our entire lives. We're unfamiliar with the background of the New Testament. We're unfamiliar with the operating system of the New Testament. And that's why we have that first reading from Genesis. Now, if you're at all familiar with Genesis, the first book of the Bible, you're probably familiar with the story of Adam and Eve. The story where Adam and Eve take of the fruit, the one thing they cannot have, and this ruptures their relationship with God and with each other. The first thing they do is they hide from God. The second thing they do is they start playing the blame game, and we've been doing it ever since. But if you know Genesis at all, you know it doesn't stop there. That is, that's the initial rupture that happens. And then in the first 11 chapters of Genesis, this initial rupture spirals out of control. We see murder. We see oppression. We see women treated as property. And all of this climaxes in the story that was just read. The story of Babel, where humans, once again, like in the story of Adam and Eve, want to make a name for themselves. They want to displace God. And so, as just punishment, God confuses their tongues. That mutual understanding that was had is done away with, and the people scatter throughout all the earth. Actually, what God wanted all along for us to fill the earth, develop various cultures, multiply, he has to force it because we want our own way. So you see that initial rupture in Genesis 3 and the climax of the rupture in the story of Babel in the confusion of tongues, the confusion of of our relationship with God and with one another, this helps us understand what's happening in the New Testament lesson. This helps us understand the account of Pentecost for what's happening here. People 
of various cultures and various tongues are gathered together and that confusion is done away with. The feast of the Holy Spirit, the advent of the Holy Spirit, the birth of the church is all about the undoing of Babel. The reversal of this confusion of tongues. Not just with you and God, which is of course the work of Jesus, but also the undoing of that confusion with you and your neighbor, with you and yourself. You see, the work of the Holy Spirit is not all that different from the work of Christ. In fact, it's the same work. That work is the reconciliation of God and humanity and humanity and one another. We see the initial fulfillment of the promise that every tribe, tongue, and nation will be gathered together in harmony, proclaiming God's mighty acts and worshiping him at that final Eucharistic feast. We see that inbreaking in our text today. So what does this mean for you and me living 2,000 years after these events? Of course, it means that that dividing wall of hostility between you and people who look differently than you is being broken down, whether you like it or not. But more than that, closer to home, closer to your daily lived reality, that dividing wall between you and the ones you love, that confusion that you just can't get over, that too is being broken down by the power of the Holy Spirit. For we serve the living God. The God who makes a way out of seemingly no way. The Holy Spirit who is doing this work 2,000 years ago is doing it now and will bring it to its completion one day. So what does this mean for you? Maybe you come here today and you have relationships with friends, with family members, Maybe even your love, past, present. And there is just a confusion. You can live with somebody for 50 years and be completely baffled by them. Who will open our closed lips? Who will break down this dividing wall of hostility? The Spirit of Christ, whose work is the same at Christ, is active, not just in the past, but even now, and whether you like it or not, the Spirit is working to break down that wall. Now, maybe you're like me, and there are a few people in your life who you just cannot imagine 
this wall ever being broken down. And maybe for some of us, it will not be until kingdom come that this wall will be destroyed. But the scary thing about life everlasting, about this belief that you're going to have to see these people forever, is that one day that wall will be broken down. And for some of us, we really don't want it. But we are told, as part of the gospel message, the work of Christ, realized in the work of Christ's Spirit, that this wall, that our mute tongues, that this mass confusion is not ultimate reality, that it will be undone, is being undone, and that this is the work of the living God. So whether this is something you want right now or something you don't want at all, this is the work of the Spirit. So come, Holy Spirit, and do your work. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.